Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Fantastic. How are we doing? Please be seated. Thank you so much. Wow, what a great morning so far, amen? Who just absolutely knows? Thanks, Josh. Give Josh a hand. Thanks, Josh. You're amazing, Josh. I might be a fraction biased, but he is pretty darn amazing. Um, And a big shout out to Ock, who's mixing from Queensland right now. So everything you hear, he's doing it from there. Isn't that so stunningly incredible? Uh, the more and more I tell, uh, I say to uh, other church leaders, yeah, our, 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 one of our sound guys mixes from, and they just go, what? So um, uh, innovation is an amazing thing, amen? Um, well, today is all about our leadership commissioning service. So today we are commissioning uh, and recognising uh, our leaders and our leadership, uh, um, uh, our leadership within the life of the church. And uh, before we recognise all of those people and we bring them up, we're going to pray for them, we're going to anoint them. Um, and really what this is about is this, is this key here for you to know who uh, your leaders are, but at the same time for um, you to be um, praying for them, for you to be, um, you know, in your own personal prayer time, to be saying, Lord, just reach that person, just help them as they leave as they grow and and do all of those things because how many know we all need prayer? And if you're leading other people, if you've ever spent any time in management or I think even if you've had to raise a few children, uh, how many know that you need prayer, <laughs> right? And so, you know, there's this, there's this opportunity this morning that I, wanna, I want this today to be a catalyst for something that's ongoing. Hello? This is just not a once-off. This is a catalyst for something that we're doing, that we're exercising the muscle of prayer and we're exercising the muscle of what God is doing here in this church. Can I get an amen? Amen. So um, I want to start off today and uh, and, uh, I want to read something that has certainly meant something to me. And it's something that is is very powerful for uh, leaders and it's very powerful for us as a church within the life of the community. Let's just pray. Father, right now, we just thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, that you go before us, that you are with us always. Jesus, you said, lo, I will be with you always. And so, Lord, no matter what people are facing, no matter what uh, people are walking through today, Lord, I just ask that you would reveal yourself to them. Lord, that you would be present with them, God, this morning, Lord, in Jesus' name. We all said... Amen and amen and amen. Fantastic. Well, in relation to a significant cultural shift 
in the Australian Army, the Chief of the Army, Lieutenant General David Morrison, said these words. He said this, everyone is responsible. Anybody heard that as a kid? <laughs> like the amount of times I have, you are responsible to get up in the morning. You are responsible to make your bed in the morning. You are responsible, right? Anybody get that, right? And as adults, we started to learn that, right? Because guess what? If you don't make the bed, no one does. There's no magic fairy that comes along and does that or cleans your undies or whatever, right? You know, it's, it's, it's not a magic thing. We have to be activated. And you see, he said, everyone is responsible. Then he said these very powerful words afterwards. And I would like to remind you that, um, that you know, I, the, the number one person that I knew lived by this standard was certainly my father. I've known others, but certainly my father, um, Pastor Bill Wyatt. And he said these words, uh, David Morrison said these words, the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. And then I'll quote what he went on to say about that. Every one of us is responsible for the culture and reputation of our army and the environment in which we work. If you become aware of any individual degrading another, then show the moral courage and take a stand against it. No one has ever explained to me how the explo exploitation or degradation of others enhances the capability or honours the traditions of the Australian army. He went on to say, I will be ruthless in ridding the army of people who cannot live up to its values. And I need every one of you to support me in achieving this. The standard you walk past is the standard you accept. That goes for all of us, but especially those who by, rank, who by their rank have a leadership role, end quote. Powerful words. How much more for the army of God? How much more are we all recruited into the cruise ship called the church? No, we're not a cruise ship. That was a trick. We're a warship, aren't we? For those who were with us a few weeks back, I compared the church to whether it's a cruise ship, whether we like the drinks or the food or the, or the worship or, the, or are we actually a part of the flagship army called the Bride of Christ? Hello? And so we are not part of a cruise ship. We are part of the army of God. We are part of the kingdom of heaven. Amen? And we all have roles and we all have responsibility. I know somebody in this room, I'm not going to name the person. And it's not that this story is embarrassing, but it has plagued me. Do you, have you ever been in a situation where it's just challenged your own personal leadership? Have you ever been presented? I remember, you know, going over to uh, the Philippines on a, on, a, on a missions trip. And, man, you know, missions trips are incredible, right? Um, and, you know, a, a missions trip is something where um, you go somewhere 
to minister and reach and improve and help the life of somebody else. But really, actually, what tends to happen is your own life is impacted more. You know, when we were driving up into the Batangas of the highlands of the Philippines and the mountains and, and, uh, and, and driving along the, the uh, maybe, I can't remember whether it was a, a, a two-lane highway, um, and there were children uh, playing in little boxes just off the side of where semi-trailers share the road, you know. Just that in itself of the extreme wealth versus the extreme poverty, and yet those who were in poverty had a smile on their face, and yet they had nothing, and yet they seemed like they had everything. They were grateful, and this was a simple moment, but one of those moments that has profoundly impacted me. There's somebody here today that in their place of employment, when they're going from one place to another, they pick up rubbish left on the ground. Seems like such a simple act, doesn't it? Right? But then when that person is working, walking with other staff members or other employees and their boss or their colleague is walking along, picking up rubbish off the ground. It causes this tension, doesn't it? Suddenly the standard has been lifted that I see the rubbish or I don't see the rubbish on the ground and I'm not motivated or moved or there's not a trigger in me to do something about that. And suddenly, the next time they're walking, what do the work colleagues start to do? Because something has shifted within them. Friends, that is the power of influence and that is the power of personal discipleship and that is the power of leadership. I never walked with this person in their place of employment. But I was walking with this person through a big country town called Albury. Not a hometown. A town that we were only staying in for a few days. And as we were walking the street, this person started to pick up rubbish and put it in the bin. Well, that, that caused a turmoil in me. Because I go, well, hold on in a minute. Where are we going to start or where are we going to finish with this? How many sometimes know that sometimes our leadership tasks just seem monumentally huge? And we don't know where to start. You want to know where you start? Where you are. And if I'm walking from here to that pole and there's rubbish between there, I'm going to pick that thing up and I'm going to put it in the bin. You know why? Because it's personal discipleship. It's responsibility because the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. Everyone is responsible. Every single time I saw a piece of rubbish after that, there was this conflict. 
Do I do it or don't I do it? Our vision at Manningham Christian Centre is this. A community church where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. Let's say it together. A community church where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. How many know that this has got to be more than just a statement on a TV? Why? Because the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. And I, 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 think, I think this has to be an active statement within each of our lives. Why? Because the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. Now, I love how we live out this vision currently. I love it. You know, because some do this statement by leading us from the platform. Some do this by welcoming us at the door when we come inside. Others do this by unpacking three tonnes of food each week. And others do this by serving coffee or picking people up and offering them a ride to the shops. It might be serving somebody a meal or making somebody, uh, you know, helping somebody in some way. That is the standard that we are living by. We're the community, we are a community church where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. But you see... It's too easy to look at this and see just the four walls in this room or the lives and the faces of the people that are in this room right now. It's too easy to let that statement finish at about 11.30 today. Far too easy. But you see, because you see, this statement is far beyond this church. You see, the word community is not limited to those that you see here today. I believe that we are, we are creating, we together are creating a radical standard of revival in our community. A radical, everybody say radical. radical. Imagine your street and neighbourhood being a community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. Yeah. You see, this is what we have to understand, that community does not mean the people in this room. Community means each and every single person that we pass in the street, that we drive on the roads, that we live next door to, that we get frustrated with in our workplace, that we encounter. That is our community. Every single human interaction that we have is our community. And you see, can you imagine, can you start to imagine Imagine with me, get into that creative space of what it looks like when we start to step into the community around us and we start to see the perfect love of Jesus embracing all, no matter where they're at, no matter what background they're from, no matter what they've done, no matter what has been done to them, they are embraced by the perfect love of Jesus. Amen? Yeah. That was worth more than your response. Because the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. Friends, we're stepping it up today. Are you ready? The truth is this. Jesus does perfectly and does, Jesus does, does love perfectly and does embrace all who would call him Lord and does 
what he says. Simple. Friends, that is our community. Even those that don't yet know Jesus is our community. Our vision here at MCC is not just for people in this room. Not just for people who are watching online. You see, our vision goes far beyond these four walls. And we see its effect on a weekly basis. Why? Because the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. Our vision statement can actually be the standard for this community, this city. I don't think you're catching it. (laughs) Our vision statement can be the vision statement for Melbourne. Our vision statement can be the vision statement of Glenview Court, where our home is. Our vision statement can be Smith Street, Ligon Street, Clifton Hill. You you name it, this is the vision statement that we are releasing. And I would even step into the prophetic and declare that this is the vision statement for the city of Manningham. Because this is the region that God has positioned us and given us the responsibility for. Why? Because we are all responsible. And the standard that we walk past is the standard we accept. So what happens? What happens? The standard that if if it's not living up to the standard, we stop walking and we do something about it. We pick up that rubbish. We do something about it. We see the people. We see people that may be lost, that may be heartbroken. And it might just be, hey, let me shout you a coffee. Hey, it might just be, hey, you know, God loves you. It might just be, I see you. You know, as I have spoken to people who have been uh, rough sleeping on the street and everything, they, they number one thing that they constantly say is, I felt unseen. I felt unseen. How many have felt that before? And then you feel seen and what happens then? I have a sense of a purpose and identity and somebody saw me and loves me and has seen me. Hello? In Luke chapter 10, the story of the Good Samaritan. Let's make this official and put in some scripture. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down to Jerusalem, to Jericho, when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened, a priest happened, a pastor, a minister happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the rubbish, he didn't pick it up. Sorry, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to that place. You know what a Levite is? Levites were known as worshippers of God. So you've got this priest who is like the holy man. You've got this priest who is like, you know, uh, he knows the word and he and he preaches it and he teaches it and he and 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 you know he's the. You might lead a synagogue or something like that. And then, and then a Levite walks past who leave, the Levitical priesthood was like responsible for the 
worship of the temple. Like we're talking the holy of holies kind of stuff, right? And yet, and yet he was like a beautiful worshiper. He was he he released 16 albums and he was top of the charts and 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 he was like song of the century, like you know, for K Love Awards and all sorts of stuff, if you have any idea what that is. It's like the Christian Logies of music, you know what I mean? And so, and then, and he passed by and he saw him and he actually passed on the other side. But a Samaritan, an unholy man, a man who was not highly regarded, saw him and as he traveled, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil. And wine. I can think of a few other things, you know, maybe some Savlon cream or something like that. But back then, oil and wine. I can just hear some old Italian people going, yeah, that's right. You pour the oil on, have a little bit of the wine. You'll be fine, right? Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him into an inn and took care of him. He took him to the Hilton, man. Put him up. The next day, he took out two denarii. I don't know how much that is, but I reckon it's a lot. And gave them to the innkeeper. Look after me, he said. And when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Man, he went all out. Which one of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told them, go and do likewise. That's personal revival, friends. When we ourselves recognise what needs to happen. When we ourselves, I love it what Anna said this morning in terms of worship. And I, and I love it how many of you responded that we have to do something different if we want a different result. And it's the same with the Lord. It's the same. If we sit in our chair and just stay there, man, sometimes, yeah, God will meet you where you're at. But after 30 years, come forward, do something, raise your hands, move out, lift your voice more, do something. See, that's personal revival because the standard we accept, the standard we walk past, this is the standard we accept, right? Personal revival is the personal motivation that comes upon a person that agrees that when Jesus is Lord of their life, then their standard is not set by what they think is right, but why, but by what Jesus calls as righteous. But by what Jesus calls as righteous. So, you know, <coughs> I think personally it's kind of fair enough that the city of Albury should pay somebody to pick up that rubbish. I think it's fair enough that the church should pay somebody to, uh, you know, just clean the church afterwards and... I say that's fair enough. But when there's a need, I say it's also fair enough that Jesus says, hey, this is your spiritual home, care for it. I also say this is 
our community that God has positioned us in, so do something about it when somebody is estranged or is in need. Hello? We do something about it. So if we are to line up with Jesus, we must ask these questions. How must we think? How must we behave? How must we pray? Well, Jesus gave us the model prayer. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. It was the model prayer. It's not Jesus' prayer, it's the model prayer. It's a guide for us. It's not the prayer that we must pray every day, but it's a guide, our Father, who art in heaven. We're recognising who he is and where he is positioned, seated on high. Hallowed be your name. His name is powerful. His name is above all other names. Give us this day. It's like there's this prayer, this invitation, Lord, I am relying upon you for my daily bread. And that looks like income. That might look like food itself. It might look like petrol money to put in your car. But the point is, is that we're relying upon him because without him, we are nothing. We have nothing. How must we live? Friends, we can read those Sunday school Good Samaritan stories and not be changed within us. I praise God that this is a church that responds to need in the community. It's actually something that's very Australian. But do you know something that's also very, very Australian? When there's no crisis, she'll be right, mate. And let me tell you, our community is not right, mate. It will be. It will be. It will be. Why? Because the church is rising up. Because we are setting a new standard. Because our community out there is a place where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. And that's the change. And that's the difference. Hello? So Jesus is our example. He is our standard. And he determines what we get to walk past and what we don't get to walk past. Who has a sense of new responsibility this morning? I know I do. I know I do. And it started by walking with a friend who picked up rubbish. The standard you walk past is the standard you accept. So let me challenge you. (laughs) We can have the cleanest church ever. (laughs) You see rubbish? Pick it up. There's plenty of bins. (laughs) The mummer of the house, Anna, just said, take responsibility. You you used a coffee cup? Either wash it or put it in the bin. Like, like the ceramic ones, wash it. And if the paper ones, throw it out. You know how many half-drunken coffee cups we pick up after a Sunday? <laughs> Sorry. This is your spiritual home. If you see something that needs fixing, who is loving the hand dryers that work? Awesome, yeah? Why have I not ever heard anybody say thank you for getting those hand dryers? Thank you, Charlotte. No, but I'll tell you why. Because it's an expected standard. 
You walk into a shopping centre and there's no hand dryer, you go, <laughs> right? <laughs> What's this? <laughs> right? You don't want to push the door open or because your hands are wet and how many other hands have been on that door? I don't want to even think about that. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. It doesn't make sense. Like you wash your hands, you dry them, and then you open the door to everybody else. <laughs> I don't have to go any further, right? Let's bring it back to spiritual meaning, right? This is your spiritual home. If you see something that needs fixing, fix it. Do something about it. If you see something that, that needs to be activated, let's do something about it. We're going to be having uh, later on in this year a uh, working bee. We're going to do a, a, you know, we're just going to, it's just general maintenance, but it's throw out stuff. And I said, yeah, right. Um, uh, and and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go there, stop. Uh, back to my notes. These are your spiritual sisters and brothers. They might be in need. Ask them how you can help. It's a simple question. You know, we're really good. We're really good at hiding stuff, right? But when you ask somebody, ask somebody, is there anything you need? It's amazing. Well, you know, I, I do, actually. I need a ride to the doctors next week or I need that. And there's some things that you can do, but guess what? There's some things you can't as well. But the point is this. We're a community church where the perfect love of, love of Jesus embraces all. That looks like something in our own lives. Yeah. It's not just the responsibility of Jesus. Yeah. Hello? This is your city. This is your city. See a person who is broken? Pray for them. Reach out to them. Point them just one more step towards Jesus, no matter what that might look like. No matter what that might look like. It might start with a smile. Do you know that? Yep. It might start with simply acknowledging them. How you going? G'day. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. We are actually all community leaders. We all carry a vision that says, I want to see a community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. Today is the day that we commission our leaders. Those who were chosen those who have volunteered, and those who are appointed to serve, assist, and instruct. Today is a day that we recognise who they are and what they are called to be. We know that the Bible says in James, James chapter 3, verse 1, not to become teachers and leaders easily as they carry greater spiritual responsibility. So these people that I'm going to present to you today, are people that carry greater responsibility before the Lord because of the leadership position that they take. Today, we honour them in that role, but today we agree as a church to pray for them. The oversight is going to anoint them and we are going to invite a refreshing move of the Holy Spirit in their life so that they can lead well. These people are called for the mobilising and the equipping of the saints. They are called to guide the culture within the life of the church. They are called to serve. They are called to be an example. And they are called to step up into this position. And the good news is 
as I'm reading all of those things out, I don't see any of them running out the door. (laughs) Next week, I'm going to be talking about... It's Vision Sunday. It's going to be talk- I'm going to be talking about the vision of the church and the direction that we're going, but not only that, but I'm going to give you 10 principles of personal leadership that we are all called into, not just those who are appointed as leaders. I would encourage you to get here. Amen? Amen. All right. Let me introduce you. So what did I say? Everyone is responsible and the standard that you walk past is all gold stars. Excellent. I think it was only about two and a half people that actually said it, but that's all right. The standard you walk past is the standard you accept. So let's raise the standard. Amen? Amen? Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org, and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details, and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news, and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.